I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Another episode of the Chaos and Cookies podcast. Today I have Catherine Williams. She is another fellow Nat Geographic kids person. I mean, I'm not going to tell her she's a writer. She's an editor. And we're going to jump into this cool book that she uh, worked on with actually another uh, guest that I have had on previously, Stephanie Drimmer. Uh, she's wonderful. She did the uh, the future, like what's coming up in the future book that um, a couple episodes uh, a couple of weeks ago. And so before I bring Catherine on, uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of background. And Catherine Williams has been editing and on occasion writing and illustrating children's books at National Geographic Kids for seven years. She loves getting to learn about weird and wonderful animals pretty much every day at work and has an especially soft spot for bugs, snakes, and other creepy crawlies. And she lives in Washington, D.C., uh, she would get along great with my oldest son. Welcome, Catherine, to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. You're so welcome. You love bugs and all things creepy crawly. Oh, yeah. I like go camping with my friends and they always find me kind of squatting, looking at the ground because I found like a caterpillar or something to look at. <laughs> oh, how funny. He loves bugs. He tells me all sorts of fun facts, um, which he gets a lot from these books that um, I am so um uh, you know, lucky to get in the, in the mail before I talk to you. So, uh, before we jump in, uh, what is your favorite cookie and or cookie memory? It's my icebreaker. I have a very specific favorite cookie. Um, it's a dark chocolate cherry cookie. It's like dark chocolate cookie with chocolate chips and cherries in it. It's very decadent. Um, wow. and I make it for Christmas every year. So, oh, so you make them. Yes. It's like a recipe I found online and I've like, I love it. Um, I don't make cookies very often and I only make that cookie because I love it so much. It sounds like that Ben and Jerry's flavor, like chocolate, cherry Garcia. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. It's really nice. Highly so, recommend. <laughs> do you use like the maraschino cherries, like the bright red ones, or you get the ones with the pits? Um, so I get like the, they're like dried ones from the oh. supermarket. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, how fun. <laughs> I've never, that you're the first to, to mention a cherry yes. cookie on the Weird show. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. So tell us a little bit about, um, this new book. Um, so, uh, parents of little kids always trying to get them involved in reading and learning and off of their tablets. Um, National Geographic has great documentaries on Disney plus and stuff that, um, are, are wonderful, but I, you know, when I have little ones or third grade, second grade kinder, and they're learning how to read. And so trying to foster that. Um, so I just got this book. The new one that we're talking about is, um, isn't it? It's, uh, I just got it yesterday. It was like weird, but true. Mm -hmm. It's weird, but true world. Weird, but true world. And I love me a fun fact. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got tons of fun facts in this book. Um, yeah, this, this book is, um, it's based on a, a series of books that 
we've done. And I don't know if you've talked about those before, but the Weird But True series, we have these like little books that have, they're full of fun facts and photos and they're really browsable. This book is um, spinning out on that. It's way bigger, way more content than those books, which are wonderful, but this is huge. It's a huge huge book. It's huge. (laughs) I know. I, yeah, I have read the whole thing several times when I was editing it and I was like, wow, this is a really large book. Um, and it's got tons of stuff in it. Um, so basically it's going, um, continent by continent through the world and just showcasing the amazing weird stuff in the world. So, um, it's got animals, it's got places like stunning waterfalls, cool caves, it's got architecture, buildings, stuff from history, it's got really wacky festivals people celebrate. Um, and it's it's just really trying to celebrate all the cool stuff in the world, all the, the, all the bizarre um, strange things the world has to offer. And I, I do think it's great for kids. Um, and we're aiming at like a eight to 12 yeah, uh, he's nine. Group? He's going to be nine. So yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. It's got like, um, content for those middle school kids, but it's also got a lot of just like awesome photography that a younger kid, you know, the younger sibling could look at and just pour over. Um, even if they, yeah. National Geographic's always back. like, yeah, all their photography is beautiful. Yeah. There's some really, and, and because everything in this we're saying is it's, it's weird. It's stunning. It, there's some of the images in this book are just, um, really cool. Like we have, um, feature this cave in Mexico that has giant crystals in it. The crystals are like, they're 36 feet long, uh, 55 tons each. They've formed over thousands of years. And there's a photo in the book that's just giant crystals in a cave. And there's a little man spelunking and he's like climbing on this crystal. And he looks so tiny compared to these crystals. Just like cool images like that. So this morning, my son was flipping through it because I just got it. And I was like, as soon as I open up the book, uh, open up the mail and I have the, the yellow National Geographic, he just like <laughs> lights up and he's like, oh, so cool. What's this one about? I'm like, this one's weird, but true. So all fun facts. I'm sure there's some crazy stuff in there. I was flipping through it and I just caught a couple things. The one picture I grabbed was it looked like arrowheads for a second. It was a bunch and they were mole. There were, um, but casts of interesting or famous Scandinavian noses. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? Yes. There's all kinds of weird stuff. I believe that's in, we have a, a bunch of, um, in the European chapter, we have like weird museums. So nose museum, vampire museum, like just, uh, a whole bunch of facts about weird museums you can find in Europe, but we also do have that in other chapters as well around the world. Tough. Yeah, no, I saw it. I was like, then you look closer. You're like, oh gosh, those are noses. It's yeah. interesting. I didn't read much. I was flipping through. And then this morning he said something about a monkey not having a nose. And I was, he couldn't tell me the name. And then he told me it was the one from Sing 2 and oh, like, cool. said he was the goofy monkey. I was like, okay. And then <laughs> my five-year-old's completely related to it and wanted to see the photo. And so the other one was, did I, did I know that there was like pink dolphins and that they were an endangered species? And I said, well, that's super cool. So that I think awesome. I haven't gotten to flip through it much, but uh, what's some of the, what's like some of your favorite things that and strangest things that you guys found or yeah. saw when you were editing. Yeah. There's all kinds of strange things. It's really hard to pick. Um, one of my favorites, I really like some of these like weird festivals. Um, 
from around the world. Uh, it, it's hard to say, like, you know, we don't want to call anybody weird, but so we're trying to find things that, you know, anybody anywhere would think is weird no matter where they live. So some of these really wacky festivals that have people just being weird for the sake of it. Um, one <laughs> of them is uh, bog snorkeling in in Wales. Um, so people put on a snorkel, a mask, flippers, and they jump into a bog and they, they go through a, a track and they race as fast as they can in this like muddy bog water. And some people even add more to the the competition where they're biking while snorkeling in a bog so they're underwater biking snorkeling all at the same time and there's just like really funny pictures of this um sometimes people dress up like sharks and dinosaurs when they do it so um there's just hmm. people doing like weird stuff around the world there's an underwater music festival in florida and people would play their um, trombones and harps and stuff underwater you can't actually make good music as far as I know that way so they they pump out music and speakers but it's very funny they're kind of just like uh playing along with the music underwater how funny so this was this one of the most interesting books that you've gotten to edit yeah I mean all of our books are fascinating this one definitely had just more stuff in it than any book I've ever worked on before so there's just like so much random stuff in here um we've got like gorgeous landscapes we've there's like uh salt flats that are just look like um in, in the andes mountains where the there's miles and miles of it and it looks like a mirror because it cover it's covered in like a shallow layer of water and there's beautiful photos and then you know you flip the page and there's the world's most remote toilet is like an outhouse on a cliff and it's very silly so there's just like this book has so much different stuff in it um there's something for everyone so I guess I, you know your kids seem to have learned stuff just opening up really quickly it's like there's something for everyone for any kid interested in pretty much anything I would say yeah I agree I mean the mission of National Geographic is to you know enhance everyone's minds and uncover new things and I've learned lots just interviewing uh lots of authors and, uh, explorers with, with national geographic. And so I find it super interesting. And my goal is to be able to educate parents on other fascinating things that they could bring their kids and not just like a toy from the store or get them out from, you know, from their tablets. And so, um, what do you think about, um, in terms of where this could go later. Like this is a whole, I think a whole year of compilation for 2023. So how do they break those down into smaller books or is it always going to be the bigger almanacs? I mean, for now we're planning to do these larger books um, every year. So we're updating the content and, and finding new things. We include some like weird news in the book, which is kind of a fun challenge to, to find kind of relevant news items and make sure everything kind of speaks to the year it's being published in. Um, but yeah, I mean, there could be in the future ways to do smaller um, versions of it. We're really just getting started with, with this, um, with this. Where do book. you find the people that go and find all the interesting things? You know, we, we have a, we have a lot of writers and that are kind of um, on our, like that we just know about and they're really talented writers that go out and, and they, um, they do research like in uh, kind of 
ways you might expect. So like reading articles online and reading books, but uh, they also go out and like find scientists who have very specific uh, fields of study. Um, and we have, we end up having some funny conversations with them. Um, the one of the writers who worked on this book, it was like a group of writers because it's such a, such a large book. Um, it actually interviewed um, researchers who live in um, the Antarctic research base. So there's like 70 people that live in Antarctica in the summer, and some of them are researchers. And um, we have like a spread in the book about what it's like to live in Antarctica. Um, and that information came straight from somebody who who lived there. So some of some of the the writers really go and um, are finding like very specific people to talk to. Um, we also, because, uh, you know, the world has been kind of crazy lately, um, we have a lot of museums in the book and we had to track down people in different countries to go and see if the museums were actually still open. <laughs> oh, I bet because of the yeah. pandemic and everything. <laughs> yes. So there's a lot of like weird stuff that even goes into researching these books. How long does it take to put one of these books together? Jeez. I mean, the book itself, probably like a year, um, but this book has been being talked about here for at least three years. The idea oh, wow. has been like marinating and then actually doing it, it probably like a, a year, but um, yeah. So, so how it, did you, it's quite a process. Yeah. So how did you, sorry. So how did you get into writing and how did you get into National Geographic and how did, you know, you're editing, you write. So what do you like to do? What's your goals and how did you get there? Yeah, so I mean, it it feels a little bit like luck, but I I um, my life I've always been interested in animal animals, and um, I as a teenager um, I used to volunteer with the education department at a zoo, so I was like one of those kids that would like wear all khaki and I would like hold a snake and I'd try to talk to zoo visitors about it. So I was just kind of <laughs> telling people fun facts all day, or I would have like, you know, um, a hedgehog, and I'm talking to people about this hedgehog um, as a teenager, and I did that like every summer, every weekend. I was obsessed. Um, so I ended up getting a creative writing degree in college um, because I wanted to be able to communicate um you know science better. information yeah communicate better and and uh I really enjoyed that um and I didn't know that I would find a way to combine you know my interest in animals and uh my writing degree ever like I didn't think that that would happen for me but then I just happened to stumble upon a job as an assistant with National Geographic kids and then I've worked up from there but um yeah, it, it kind of blows my mind that I'm still in different ways, just learning animal facts all day long. That's so fun. I mean, my <laughs> yeah. son is like that. And I try to tell, like, he tells me he wants to be paleontologist. And I was very, I was very lucky to, to interview, uh, Dr. Nazir, uh, mm -hmm. the paleontologist, and he was coming for dinosaur day. And so I was like, Hey, you know, I talked to one, he's going to the Sahara and he's still digging up a Spinosaurus. So you just never know. So I think it opens up the possibilities for kids and opens up a whole new world instead of just like desk jobs and, you know, tech. Yeah. You know, I mean, jobs. that's what's so cool. It's like, uh, these, the, what we hope to do with books is really just show kids as much of the world as we can. And it's like, there are people who are volcanologists and they climb up to the top of volcanoes 
for their job and study it. And I, when I was a kid, I would never, I didn't know that existed. Um, I think I'll give you a sneak peek of our next edition of this book, yeah. which I'm already working on. We have a strange job section and one of them is dog surf instructor. Now, not everybody can go be a dog surf instructor, but it's just kind of shows you there's just so much more you can do with your life than like the, the things that, you know, you hear about all the time. It's just, there's a whole world of, of stuff out there and I don't know. It's very exciting. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing a little bit more. And um, I, I got the book back from him this morning, so I'm going to flip through it some more, but I thought it was super cool. It's a great, I keep all of the National Geographic ones, like top thousand weekend getaways, and they're really pretty and just interesting. And I keep them on my coffee table. And so, you know, just to encourage anyone to look at them. And so um, I appreciate you being here and talking more about it. And it's so fun that you worked with Stephanie on this. Stephanie's so cool. And she just, she's, I'm a big nerd. We're all nerds in our own way. And so you geek out on things. So it was really fun. Um, Thank you for being here. And so can you tell everyone where we can find the book, where we can find you to keep up with you uh, too? Yeah. So um you can find the book anywhere books are sold. So online or in your brick and mortar bookstores um, where you live. Um, and also you can check out National Geographic Kids website online. Um, there's info about the books on, on there, but there's also just fun quizzes and, and information for kids there as well. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for being here. And uh, we hope to have you again soon for another book launch. Yeah, and, it was awesome know. talking to you. Yes, thank you. And uh, for those listeners, uh, the link will be in the show notes for where you can go find the book and where you can go find Catherine. And thank you again for listening to another episode of the Chaos Cookies podcast. Make sure you get your little ones reading and learn all the fun facts. And you know what? These books are fun for adults too. And I encourage you guys to just broaden your horizon. Catch you guys on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.